Hey guys, we are back for what do I always like to say? Another amazing episode of Black Coffee with a Side of Candor. Today it's just us, y'all. It's me and Mo. So Mo, how you feeling today, girl? Girl, I'm cold. I'm cold. No, it's thirty degrees in Texas. So you know, folks don't know how to act when it's that cold in Texas. But I'm good. Yeah, it is cold. It's um a crispity, crunchity. 16 <laughs> degrees here in Chicago land. And you know, I've been, I've been, I've been waiting, not anticipating, like not that I've wanted it here, but it has been a pretty mild winter so far. So I've been like, it's coming. I I, I know it. But um the fact that I'm inside yeah. is um it's super helpful. So we here. I don't have my coffee with me, but I'm gonna get some more um in a minute. Here, all warm and fuzzy for a <laughs> conversation that can help uplift and encourage us in this entrepreneurial game and those who are considering it. And today, we're going to be talking about what, Mom? Who are we talking about today? We are talking about, you know, the analysis paralysis. Yeah. Uh, how much information is too information? Too much information for an entrepreneur, and when do we need to act? So, su- super excited to get get into this conversation. Yeah, me too. And and for me, if if you're anything like me and Mo, you I'm sure you can relate where you just want to have every single T crossed, every die added, every what I said, die added. <laughs> I dotted. <laughs> information, yeah. Every I dotted. <laughs> and you know, you could spend all day, all night getting all that stuff written down and nice and neat and cute and in a bow. You ain't got nobody to show it to. You ain't got nobody to give it to. You ain't got any of that. So so the thing of it is, it's kind of like a both and. And, you know, it's, it's. well, let's get into it. So yes. let me let me just say, I, I found a couple of things that I think would be helpful to kick off this conversation. And it, this is a quote from an article I found entitled, Keep Moving or Die, Three Tips to Prevent Analysis Paralysis by Eric Huberman. And this is from entrepreneur.com. And what he says is entrepreneurs can't afford to spend a long time considering anything. You aren't considering, you're stalling if you're taking that much time, you know? So the stronger course of action is to weigh the factors that matter most. Make sure that the information that you have is accurate and then make a decision or make a move. And I think that's critically important for us as entrepreneurs because yes, you are required to develop your business plan, have all of your documentation prepared to execute, have your plans in place and know what your strategy is. But at a point, you just have to start executing and then making modifications along the way if if something's not working. So what what do we mean by analysis paralysis? Well, According to an article, again, from paddle.com, entitled Seven Tips to Beat Analysis Paralysis and Level Up Your Business, analysis paralysis occurs when a decision maker overthinks or overanalyzes a situation, halting the ability to move forward with action. So again, this is the situation where you are taking a little bit too much time to assess and analyze what you want or need to do while business is passing you by, you sitting there li- looking and thinking and somebody else might've stole your idea by now. And, and <laughs> so I don't know. Mo, I, I know for me, 
I can certainly get in the overthinking phase. I, I, I have in rebooting Ascension Solutions and positioning myself to cater to the type of clientele that I wanted to appeal to, reading, buying books, reading books, making plans, making outlines, doing the, oh, I need to talk to these other people. Oh, I, I should take these classes. Oh, I should do all of these things before I fit, I thought that I felt prepared enough to engage in the business itself. And after a while, I just had to shove myself. And actually, that's part of the reason why we're here today is because of the videos that I saw of Monique on LinkedIn, where she just was like, well, here I am doing what I don't, I know the business of what I'm getting into, but the entrepreneurial part, the selling yourself, all of those things are not necessarily as comfortable. We would just have to do it. So have you ever found yourself in this kind of cycle of analysis paralysis? <laughs> oh, most definitely. I think if you are a high achiever or perfectionist, you want to get every certification, read every mm. book, watch mm. every video, mm. take a class, go get another degree. Did it? Yes. Girl, you don't need another degree. You don't need another certification. But mm -hmm. it is, it is really procrastination. That at the root of it, that's what it is. That's what it is. Because at some point, you've got enough in your luggage to get you there. That's but cool. you're never gonna go get there if you don't start moving at some point. Like you yes. have to start moving, period. So I think, like I said, a lot of us just get caught up in the oh, better not move yet, because they got a new certification for that. Mm -hmm. You know, and when I look back on all of the certifications that I've had, I'm like, I didn't need that. I already know this stuff, but I felt like, oh, maybe there's something new that, that I didn't know. There's nothing yeah. new in there. Yeah. There's nothing and think about there, so. how many certifications we get. And <laughs> at the end of the day, the thing that gets us the deal is our relationships yes. and the connections that we make with the people. And yes. yes, your degrees, your your skills, your certifications, they are important. But in some cases, you have to think about, are they that important? Are they more important than me being able to put myself in front of these people who have the ability to decide whether or not to give me this business? Yeah. Because you can always go get the damn certification if you need it, like if it's that deep. But what you need is to get this going, to get this business going, right? Yeah. And the relationships, oh my God, you hit the nail on the head. That is key. Yeah. You know, but 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 that's a new shift for a lot of us, because we were taught growing up, like you have to be the best, you have to be the most educated, the most experienced, the most this, the most that. So in our minds, we think, oh, well, I'll be that. I'll have all the certifications I need, and I, everything. And I do, I have almost every business certification that they've ever created. But the reality is in, in this environment, it is about the relationships. As a matter of fact, I saw a post yesterday about someone who's been very successful, I'll say. Um, so now I'm starting to see the shift of, oh, it's not about skills. It's about positive attitude. That's what we need to hire on. So it's like, wait, 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 wait. So before it was, I needed to have 18 degrees, 17 certifications, 35 years of experience. Now it's, oh, well, you don't really need to have all of that because now I've got it. Now it's attitude. It's mm -hmm. like, well, I don't know what that means. Right, right. So. Yeah, I think, and 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 just to piggyback on that a bit, those you got to know yourself 
what you bring to the table and the, the tables that you want to eat from, right? So because the 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 chefs can change the mm, the chefs can change the menu whenever they get good and ready to do so. Yes. But you know, hey, either I'm allergic to shellfish, I'm I can't have that. I don't or what equates to I don't do that. I don't offer that that particular service. But you got you you got to know hey, I'm degreed in this. I have this number of years of experience and I'm able to connect with people to be able to bring about this um, change or this um, end end result. So yes, today it could be about the degrees. Tomorrow, it could be about the attitude. Next week, it could be about the color of the shirt that you wear. But if you are really confident and secure in what you have to bring, it doesn't, those, those vacillations shouldn't really make a, make it a break it kind of a uh, uh, occurrence in, in your business. I, I think you just really, you really not just, I hate when people say you just need to like, is that simple? <laughs> As no. if it's so easy. <laughs> it, it's not. Um, but, but I do believe that you have to have that sense of self-awareness related to what you offer, what you can bring to the table and be able to to bring it. And I mean, attitude always matters everywhere, all day long. I don't, that's not like a, 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 a brain surgeon's uh, new, new ingredient. It's like you, you have to be someone that people can communicate with, can get along with. So yeah, attitude does matter, but so does, so does your skill and so does your education. And so does just being who you are. Cause at the end of the day, people are going to decide to be doing business with you. Yes. So who are you? What do you who are you? Oh, and people do business with people they like. Nobody can convince me any that's differently. Oh, it doesn't matter how confident you are, how many certifications you have. Business is done on a personal level, period. So um, so so when do you know though? Have you been in a situation when 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 do you know that enough information is enough? Now, now I need to go on ahead and, and step forward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think for me, it has been. You about to sign up for something else? You, what, you Really? Another class to, to for what? Has anyone literally asked you that? Like, do you know what your prospective clients want or are you guessing? Would it would it be time better spent with? having conversations with people who you have relationships with to, Hey, this is what I'm offering. Would you mind taking a few minutes to listen to my pitch? Um, what do you think would be diff- could be different? So I started to move away from the theoretical and more into the practical. I think that's when, when you find yourself in this cycle of registering for things and reading things, and it's just you and it don't have nothing to do with a prospective client. Like you're not necessarily increasing your skills. You're just getting more information. And I think for me, the, I started feeling overwhelmed. Like, because yes. sometimes you can get so much information. It makes you feel less adequate than you did before you got this additional information. Like, oh my God, now I need to really have this and I need to do this. So <laughs> I think when I started feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm by the information and it made me feel less equipped or less prepared. I was just like, okay, I need to just stop. Let me close this book. Let me start having conversations with people 
um, and, and and see where that leads me. Yeah, that, that lead that lead generation that you know, yeah. as simplistic as that sounds, I didn't realize number one how important it was, and how important it was for me to focus my time on lead generation instead of signing up for another doggone webinar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm with you after so many registrations, and you're like. Man, when did and then and then you're sitting on the webinar like uh, right, <laughs> right? Because you just your brain can't you can't absorb any more information. I'll go back to the truck. Like your suitcase is like stuff is just falling oh. out. Like oh. you're at the airport and they're like, you um, to pay to ma'am, yeah, your your suitcase is two hundred pounds over the weight limit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this suitcase and luggage analogy though because think about it. Like you have so much stuff; it's hard for you to carry. And now it's costing you. It's costing you money. I have so much stuff and I got to pay to be able to carry this stuff that I might not even use. Yes. How many trips have we been on where we packing 17 swimsuits and 52 pairs of shoes and we're going somewhere for four days? Right. What you you doing with all that? Just to have- And don't wear it. Yeah. You don't wear it. You don't wear not even half of it. Yes. I think that's a perfect analogy to this whole information overload is you do all of these courses and these webinars and you get these, read all these books, really look at how much of that information are you using or did you just get to be able to just in case? Yeah. 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 And and, and I think just knowing like, okay, girl, like we got to start, if we're going to get there, we got to start walking. Like we can't just be, oh, well, I need to know. Everything before I leave. Oh, there's more. Because you'll never leave. You'll, you'll never, never leave, leave home. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? It's about me. Because <laughs> she's still at home packing. And you're like, what? <laughs> she got 18 suitcases. It's already right. a four-day trip, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so that's the week. We're going to quote Erica Badu in this moment. And we need to pack light. We can't be bag ladies over here with our information. We need to get what we need, practice it, use it, see how that works. Okay, great. And then maybe go back and get a little bit more. So when you start feeling overwhelmed, I feel like that's a good indicator. When you feel the information that you're receiving starts feeling overwhelming and makes you feel less adequate than more adequate because learning more should make you feel more equipped. When it starts to make you feel ill-equipped, um, this is a good place to to try to assess: Do I have too much? Am I getting too much information at this phase and at this point? Do I need to like scale it back and actually put some of this stuff in practice? Well, I have another cue for you because I know I'm not the only one. For all the others out there who are information hogs, mm-hmm. like when you get on that third notebook, stop, <laughs> stop it, stop, stop. it. I have, I have one, two, three. Yeah, I have more than 10 notebooks packed full of, I'm taking Mm. notes, I'm taking notes, I'm taking Mm -hmm. notes, I'm taking. Mm -hmm. Come on now. That's enough. (laughs) That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Yep. So, so beyond, okay, we've, we've decided we got a couple of cues to help us know when it's time to take a pause on these registrations and attending these webinars or even even informational sessions, even going to events, right, can be, we got to make good use of our time because as entrepreneurs, we know that we're doing, we're wearing many hats and 
we need to be utilizing that to the best of our ability. So th the next question is about how do you assess if an informational opportunity is worth your time investment? Because time, you can't get back that. You can't get that back. You can't be like, you know, let me um get an extra 30 minutes for $55. No, yeah. it, it, it's, yeah. when it's, when it's gone. It's gone. So we have to be very wise about how we use our time. So how do, how do we pick beyond the webinars and those things that we, those soft skills or even um, other skills that we think we need when it comes to going to networking events or affiliating ourselves with organizations to to be able to get in front of people or get more information when when is it when is it the right time or when is it not worth our time to put it in an even more basic primal instinct mm -hmm. you don't hunt you don't kill guess what nothing's mm -hmm. for dinner mm -hmm. period so if mm -hmm. the time I'm not hunting is time that means we're getting closer and closer to dinner time, but there's no main entree. Mm -hmm. So for me, that reality hit cold and hard. Like, well, shoot, all the time I'm spending with these webinars and in these groups and then mm -hmm. it, it's time away from me doing real lead generation to find clients yeah. to, to, who would be interested in purchasing my services. So, yeah. so I think if if all you're doing is the information, information, networking, networking, round robin, round robin, hi, my name is Monique, and nothing is coming out of that, mm -hmm. it, the cold hard truth is, okay, how long are you willing to go without eating dinner? Hello, hello. <laughs> and, and with that, when when you start considering organizations to affiliate with or events to attend. I think we really have to do our research and due diligence to see what people's reviews have been about those kinds of events um, or with the organization. Um, if you could find people either on LinkedIn or on your social media networks that may be connected with an organization that might be um, hosting a networking event, talk to somebody and see what the atmosphere is like. Is this really just a group of people, they're looking for the exact same thing. And so we're going to be clawing and a bunch of crabs in a barrel trying to get these few little crumbs that they're going to toss at us. Or are there actually people here invested in offering up their time or information that could be helpful beyond um, exchanging cards? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think doing our research First, before registering, before attending helps us to minimize wasting that time investment and really knowing about the organizations. Because some of these memberships ain't cheap. And it's no. like, well, what, what you going to get? What is the benefit to me beyond being able to put on my resume that I'm a member of XYZ organization? Um, how do, How is that actually going to pour back into my business or my ability to get business. But I think we got to really be careful um, about the events we attend because it's a lot of organizations throwing the events that's couched in networking and business and it's a party. Yes, yes. So so just had a, a recent experience with that. So went to a city chamber meeting and they were asking small business owners, what what could we do? What kind of content can we provide? What kind of events? 
would help us to engage more small business owners? What kind of events would you all attend? And a gentleman said it so eloquently. He said, look, social networking is great. He said, but I'm looking for opportunities to promote my business. He said, if I'm at an event where everybody else, like you just said, is there for the sole purpose of promoting their business, he's like, it doesn't benefit me much. And, you know, and then I added this, the part about the information overload. I said, I don't, I don't, where I'm at in my, my business, I don't need any more information. I don't need any more information about how to grow my, I don't need any more information. What I need is access to clients. So one of the young ladies who works for the chamber said, oh, we have that. We have a, a resource page on our, on our website. And I, I, I just, I, I looked just like that in the meeting. And then the woman who was chairing the meeting said, no, I think what she's saying is that we don't need to do any more of that information, information, resources, resources, resources. Right. We need to provide opportunities That's right. to highlight your business, to be in a room with somebody who would be interested in purchasing your business. Because I don't know why I thought of when you were speaking earlier about the fishing analogy. Mm -hmm. So if we all are going to the same place in the lake to fish, guess what? <laughs> Somebody going on fish. <laughs> right, right. Because I'm focused on getting my fish. You're focused on getting your fish. You're looking at me. I'm looking at you. And it just, it isn't a good match. So I think that's so important. Not that there's not value in, in some of those organizations, but you're right. You have to take a step back and go, wait a minute. If I go to one more happy hour, mm -hmm. like, right. is that really, is that really helping me to promote my business? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And before you spend some of these organizations, $1,200, $1,500, $2,500 right. for an entrepreneur, that's a significant investment. Yes, and I is. get in and it's that same, we're all in the same fishing hole trying to catch the same fish. It's not worth yeah. it. So yeah, you're right. Like the, the first thing, do your homework. And then, and then even if you do your homework and you get in before you purchase anything, I want to be a guest. Right, right. Let me, let me check it out first. And I would say to, to these organizations that are hosting or um, endeavor to connect entrepreneurs to getting business, I think y'all got to do a little bit extra as well. Allow your, if especially if you're charging a hefty fee for membership, you there should be an opportunity to put members to have a profile that businesses can view to say, okay, this person offers these kinds of services or this kind of product, um, and this is what I need. They could categorize the services, they could categorize the product, um, post links to your website, and then this is how you give us the access. So then yeah. let us know who has access to these portals or how do you promote the people that, that are uh, members of your organization? there should be some extra steps along the way to be able to put us or at least put us in a position to be able to be reached um, by people that that may come to the, the organization and say, hey, we're looking for this, that, or the third. So it, it could be really beneficial if the membership organizations have that kind of, of position. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, no, I do. And I'm just thinking like sharing the the Excel spreadsheet with all of the small businesses in the org like that to your point like that doesn't really help me but as a city chamber if you said okay all of the big organizations that are in this area look at look at our list of small businesses in the community that can do these things for you right we ask that you look at this list first 
-hmm. whenever you have a business need that mm -hmm. that that right there would, would be significant yeah. and all of these villages municipalities they have regular meetings where they vote on upcoming spends and their budgets and things that they have to do so if there are rfps out there hey abc organization this is what's coming up in the village of happy town um these are the kinds of contracts that they're looking to spend these dollars on tell us you know and not, and i'm not this is not at all to say that entrepreneurs are looking for handouts but we are hoping that those who have the information that would be both useful would just share it why do why do we need to waste the time to find the things you already have at your fingertips yeah help us yeah out. Yeah, because there's a ton, a ton of organizations that offer small business incubators program, and those are great. They are, but I personally have not found an organization yet that really puts me in a space where I can get business. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. Yeah. But what about the tons of information that's out there about how we as entrepreneurs, what, what we need to do to network better and find opportunities. There's so much that tells us what it is that we should do. Um, you know, I, I just feel, I feel like there's a lot of assumptions around people knowing how to effectively network. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us who come from corporate environments, yeah, networking in a corporate environment is totally different yeah. from networking as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So networking as an entrepreneur means that Nikita, you and I meet at an event and I follow up after because you said that you had a potential client that would be interested in my services. I follow up, then you never, ever, ever, ever respond. <laughs> so that's the equivalent of, I thought maybe we were going to have chicken for dinner this week because you told me about a potential client but then you you totally don't follow through. So I think a huge part of networking, and again, we're all learning because a lot of us are new to this, mm -hmm. is the follow through. If you yeah. tell a small business owner that you have a potential client for them, follow through, make mm -hmm. that soft introduction. Like that means more to me than anything for you to say, hey, I know so-and-so over XYZ, I think they would love you. Let me make the soft introduction. Yeah. And following through and then following through with the meeting, like, hey, I'd love to meet for coffee. You want to meet for coffee? I, I, I remember I asked somebody and they go, oh, I don't drink coffee. Well, OK, it really, it really wasn't about the coffee. Right. <laughs> Can't you sit there and drink a bottle of water while I sip my coffee and we have a discussion? Yeah, it, was, it was about the meeting. Um, and then I would just say the mindset of not how much how much. Uh, of of your drink can can I drink? Mm -hmm. But like, what can we do together? Not just come and go. Okay, thanks, Nikita. I'm gonna take everything you have to offer and then yeah. leave. Yeah. No, like, how can we help each other? And I, I see that isn't really part of networking. People are just looking to get without looking to give. And you, yeah. it's it's gotta be a give and take in the entrepreneur world. It's yeah. gotta be. I think that, and that mindset has to be on both sides, right? So for the entrepreneur that's looking to network with either more established companies or companies that are looking to do business with us, 
so we have to be prepared. And that's part of some of the, the tips that's already out there. You know, prepare your pitch, lead with confidence, carry your business cards. Those are the things that we have to do and be able to demonstrate the value that we can bring if we are selected to as, as a consultant or, or a service provider or what have you. But I also think that the person that we're pitching to has to have some level of, okay, great. You have a service to provide. This is the, this is the, uh, a need that we have that you could feel, or this is, uh, I know someone, uh, maybe if it's the answer is, you know, we actually don't need anything right now, but I do know a couple of other people that typically, that generally Returns. use yeah. outside consultants yeah. for this kind of work. So this whole, this, this mindset of continuing to have these mutuality of benefit kind of conversations, I think would make the networking experience incredible for, for everybody that's participating, because especially in this, um, in this uh, day and age of DEI and having um, minority persons that you do business with, et cetera, if you see me right here, you know, in a position to be able to offer that, here's a benefit to you. You know, so the benefit to me is you either put me in touch with people that could I could land business with or you invite me to do a pitch in your organization. So I think don't dear uh, networkers that are coming as panelists or whatever, don't show up with this. Hey, I made it. I'm here. And yes, I'm sure you want to talk to me, but be uh, show up with the, an attitude of what are ways that I can actually help or pour out into or and that even is thinking about how did you get to the positions that you're in and and, and be able to be vulnerable and offer some of that back to people who are trying to to build their businesses mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally i mean it, it it i think we are shifting more towards a gig type of economy uh, there's more and more seasoned, very well-educated, highly competent people that are opting to start their own businesses. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I think that transition to outsourcing for these companies for specific services that they need is a thing of the future. I, I really believe that. And as part of that, like, I don't want to get left behind. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, sh show me how I can do business with a, a, a big company, you know, because a lot of the companies I've worked for, they did consulting with the huge firms, you know, and you're like, that's great. But, you know, what about these smaller firms out here? You know, minority owned firms, women owned firms. Like, what what, what about us? Like, we're out here. Give us a chance. Yeah. So, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And, and I would say one, one last thing, you know, we kind of talked about for the networkers to follow up. If you say you're going to put me in touch with someone please do. Don't, don't just sell wolf tickets, as they say, you know, um, <laughs> let's have a mutuality and an attitude of mutual benefit so that everyone's getting something. Um, it's not just this posture of I've arrived, I'm here and I know you need something from me. No. Yeah, I do. But I also have something to offer to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have something that you could offer to me so we could both walk away um, with some some level of benefit. And so when we get in these spaces, or even if we have registered for an event or we attend and we get in these communities and we find that 
it actually isn't that mutuality of benefit. People are not showing up and have the ability or capacity to provide me with that boost that I need. Um, they hear just it's a room full of me's um, looking for the same thing. You you got to know when when that's just not the right spot. It's not it's not a good use of your time. Or what Kenny Rogers say? What what's yep. up? No when to hold them. No when to well, well no yeah no when to fold them no yeah. when to walk away no yeah. when to run you got yeah. to count joke <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, of that right. yeah. so go on and have that song add that song yeah. to your, to your playlist in case you get in rooms and it's like nothing nothing I'm not gonna get anything from this yeah. other than meeting some more people that's just like me and that's cool. But but how much of that do you need to be exerting your time on? So yeah, and 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 for those of us who who are people pleasers, you go, oh, I don't want to leave, and I, you you don't owe you don't owe anybody anything. Like mm -hmm. the the your main priority is to grow your business. Period. Yeah. So if it's not working out for you, if there's nothing in it for you, if if you're spending more time and you're not getting any return on that investment, you got to rip that bandaid off and and keep on walking. Keep on walking. That's it. So no, there's there's no shortage of organizations who will provide information on how to run a business, um, you know. To, but how do you find those opportunities where where you'll be exposed to potential clients? That's that's what we need as entrepreneurs. We need those opportunities. We need information that leads to opportunity, not information that will just enhance our knowledge. So. If our listeners, if anybody of you, if any of you know of any communities or organizations that actually puts entrepreneurs in the room with actual business leads or other entrepreneurs who are really looking to help each other versus just selling their services, put them in the chat, shout them out, add a link to those organizations. We want to be able to share this kind of information with our community of listeners and followers. So we would really like it if you are a part of an organization or a community that really does put together events or webinars or provides information that results in that practical lead generation, or at least telling you how to get to those places, something more practically efficient. Um, we'd love for you to share that um, with us. This is an opportunity for us to collaborate, um, to be able to get better and grow our businesses. So we would really appreciate that if you could do so. Yes. So that is the bulk of what we have to offer today. When you get overloaded with information, overwhelmed, that means it's time for you to do something. Yes. Done enough yes. research. You've thought through it enough. The discomfort is the nudge towards action. So yes. let's get it. Let's get yes. this. You know, you know who you are. You know what you have to offer. You now know more than enough about what it is that you should do. Just take a step and do it. Yep. Because what's the worst that can happen? You fall, right? But you get right back up. You get right back up. That's the worst that can happen. That's the worst thing. So what we're going to do right now is huh, plug ourselves. That's what we're <laughs> going to do. We give yes. every guest an opportunity to plug their business. And so how can we talk about information overload and encourage you all to do it if we're not demonstrating that ourselves? So here we go. I am Nikita Gatson. I am the principal consultant, owner, and founder of Ascension Solutions. 
Ascension Solutions is a legal and regulatory consulting practice where we provide consultation to higher education institutions, business owners, those who are in business or seeking to get into business and need to establish an entity. They need to develop the operational documents related to that, their policies and procedures. We have compliance consulting. That's my thing, developing policies, looking through your practices to ensure that you are not getting into trouble with any external regulatory agencies. We do contract drafting and review. If you have an agreement with a service provider and you don't understand all that's in that document or how you need to protect yourself in that document, contact Ascension Solutions and we could help you to review that to position yourself in the most equitable manner. We do everything, a few little other things in between, but those are the primary buckets. And so we would love, love, love to be your legal and regulatory consultant of choice and provide you with the peace of mind to move forward in your business. You can reach us at www.consultwithasc.com. Again, that's www.consultwithasc.com. And there's Ascension Solutions. Awesome. So I am Monique Gibson of JMCO Consulting. So I coach small to mid-sized businesses to be highly efficient and competitive in today's market. Do you have the right team to grow your business? Are your managers and leaders adequately trained in leadership? Are there areas of your business that are lagging? Are your business goals and visions being met? So if you answered any of those questions, these are the service that I can provide. So I work on a high level of strategy and ana analysis. Um, I can come in and conduct a business analysis and provide a customized strategy to minimize operational gaps and improve all overall business performance. When I say that at these meetings, people go, well, what does that mean? So this includes review of your existing business operations, your workflows. Every organization has a workflows. Are, are there gaps in your workflows? Are, are they crossing and they're, they're inefficient? Um, your talent capabilities, as well as your organizational stru uh, structure. I also work with the visionary of a company to flush out all of the ideas, visions, and business goals. Then based on that, I'll create an implementation strategy um, to include the prioritization of the projects and timelines. I am woman-owned small business certified. I am veteran-owned certified. I'm economically disadvantaged certified. I'm Texas Hub certified. So I pretty much have every certification needed in order to do business with others, perhaps who are in uh, government contracting that need to have uh, someone with those certifications. So JMCO Consulting at www.jmcoconsulting.com. And there you have it. Two amazing Black female entrepreneurs yes. on Black Coffee with a Side of Candor. We thank you so much for tuning in today. Please share this with your friends. Click the like button, subscribe, and check us out. We'll see you next time. Awesome. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Black Coffee with a Side of Candor. Be sure to like, add, or follow this podcast on your streaming outlet of choice. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Black Coffee with a Side of Candor, for a visual podcast experience. Catch you next time.